morning, people in Wisconsin have a tough choice to make. Protect their health by following the state's stay-at-home order or exercise their right to vote. That's because after... And with thousands of workers in South Florida losing their jobs, the state will see an unprecedented number of unemployment claims in the coming days. Now, several lawmakers are under fire for selling major holdings at the beginning of this stock market sell-off, well ahead of the drastic escalations in this pandemic, while still reassuring citizens that the U.S. was prepared... Hundreds of abandoned uranium mines on the Navajo Nation. They have poisoned the land and a way of life there. There's still no end in sight. You're saying that if you can't afford it, you don't you don't get to have it, and that includes health care. Yeah, just like I want to go to the store and buy a new dress shirt. If I can't afford that dress shirt, I don't get to get it. Well, new tonight, hope is dwindling for small business owners who are closing their doors for good. Why do you think it's important that we, we retain collective bargaining rights for unions here? Wisconsin has the richest history in the country of starting collective bargaining in the first place, of being protective of workers. Collective bargaining, binding arbitration allows us to negotiate. So here we are at the end of our trip through a country ravaged by COVID. We began in Wisconsin on Election Day, where we witnessed the result of massive voter suppression. Voter suppression in the name of cementing conservative electoral power. From there, we examine the states that embody some of the worst problems in our country. In Florida, an exclusionary employment system. In Georgia, a gaping absence of governmental integrity. Minnesota, a law enforcement system rooted in racism. Arizona and the Navajo Nation, environmental injustices at the hands of federal agencies dominated by big industries. North Carolina, a medical system on the brink of collapse before the pandemic hit. In Maine, a profound lack of substantial aid for small businesses as the top 1% reap every possible benefit. And finally, we return to Wisconsin to look at worker unions just a few weeks ahead of one of the most consequential elections in U.S. history. We face this election amidst the same failing systems, and it's clear that these failures have been in the works for decades, if not longer. They've been shaped by warped economic theories, whitewashed science, racist campaign tactics, and other dangerous untruths. They've been designed to consolidate wealth, power, and resources at an alarming pace and at the highest price. Democrats have played their own role in maintaining these broken systems. Everyone is in the same political game. Everyone has been fed the same theories and the same myths. But now, these systems are on life support. We can barely keep them alive, much less use them to help others. And that's because it's time for them to be rebuilt. Vulnerable communities have known this all for a long time. But for some people, this is all coming to light for the first time right now. And unfortunately, right now is in the middle of a global pandemic, one that's taken lives and livelihoods from so many. Right now is a time, perhaps more than ever, when we all need strong, trustworthy systems to see us through. Like you've heard me say before, the point of this series wasn't to simply follow the roadmap of failure. We're looking for a way out. We've debunked these unproven theories and called BS on political rhetoric. We've presented some powerful reimaginings of the way our systems could work. Because it's time to rethink and restructure them with a new purpose in mind to create a United States that works not just for some, but for all. That's what America could be, can be, if we're willing to shake off old myths and get to work.